0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talking Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy, and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas.
0: All right, we are here,
2: <laughs>
0: Mister Charlie Ward. What's going on? I'm good, man. I'm good. How was? Uh, you had a good weekend, I, I, I assume. Uh, decent outside of the, the game. <laughs> but I'm still,
2: I'm still a, a Seminole. I don't care what they say. I'm, how many points we lose by? I'm always be a Seminole.
0: What happens as a fan for you who has played at such a high level, when you have a weekend like this with your team, what happens to you having the the accolades and the wherewithal and all that you've achieved in that jersey? What happens to you when you watch a weekend like this go down?
2: You know, the crazy part about all of this is, I mean – you look back on the time that you were in school and try to you know put it in perspective. Um mm-hmm. uh, you know, the times that you were there, and of course we were there were some great times, some great players, great coaches. I mean those, those times were for but I mean uh as a coach. Where there's, you know, you've had history or the history of, of whatever you're going through a tough time and you're trying to find ways to win games, and you know, all along, while you're trying to having a couple of little technical difficulties.
0: Yeah, we're having a few technical difficulties right there. Uh, Charlie, I don't know if you know if you're freezing up on us a little bit. uh, Because we are live, for those of you listening on the podcast, we are live on the Noisemaker page on Facebook. And uh, we are uh, trying to uh, talk through what is taking place with uh, Talking a player. Hey Charlie, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to, to come out of the uh and come back in. Yeah, uh, yeah, we are we're live. Charlie's gonna come back, go back, and come back in. Uh we'll get him back here in just a second. But I, I know it's a challenge. Uh, because you you're looking at what you did, and then you're looking at what is happening, and you kind of know how to because Charlie has walked that path and he's played it at the highest level. He knows how to fix everything, <laughs> so so the coach in him is probably like, man, this is what you got to do, and all you got to do is this, that, and the other. But but the but the fan in him is like, just like us sitting back watching everything, going, ah, oh, man, I, it, it's tough to watch. And listen, the Miami Florida State game, which is one that we're going to start with here uh, today, that was a brutal, brutal game for Florida State. Uh, man first of all you, the omen was uh there was a lightning delay <laughs> so the lightning delay got everything started and and, and it would almost derail the whole game but once that went away uh man uh hard rock stadium became the the miami playground because they they are for real listen they are absolutely positively for real um I I'm, I'm I'm excited to see what they are going to become. I'm excited to see if 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 they have what it takes. This young team has what it takes to get back into the ACC and dominate uh on the highest level. And as Charlie comes back and uh joins us here. Yeah, Charlie, um I was just saying, man, I'm excited to see if this Miami team is what they appear to be, man. They look like the real thing. Uh, and, and man, your protege, I'm going to start calling it your protege because you did coach him, <laughs> at least for a little while, uh, DJ De'Aaron King, man, he looks like the real thing, man. I, I'm starting to – like, that young man looked so poised as he threw his 267 yards, His uh, he threw his two touchdowns, but one thing that 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 uh, I was so impressed with, he does not worry about the last play, which is 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 amazing for a young quarterback, because that's sometimes hard for a young quarterback to have that short memory of the last play. And and whether it's good or bad, he does not worry about that last play. He is in the moment at all at all times. And he looks the part, man, he it, and i think it has galvanized this entire miami team and man i listen i'm i'm ex, i'm curious to see where this is all going but you were saying before you left um your thoughts on 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 how you deal with uh this kind of thing that goes on uh when when as a from a former player's perspective Fred. uh
2: well uh, Dj of course <clears throat> just to speak briefly about Dj. Um, he's always been that way, you know. Even when I coached him as a freshman,
0: even as a freshman in high school, he was that way.
2: Yeah, he was that way. Um, wow, that's he was amazing. Mild mannered, um, you know, get things done. He wouldn't say much, um, but whenever he needed to say something, he would. But he was just—he was just a high performer in the winter.
0: Wow. He—he wow.
2: he was my only winning season you know, as a head coach.
0: Wow, wow. Um,
2: And so so, uh, he just just goes to show you, you know, what one guy can actually do, especially if he's at a quarterback position, can do to uplift the team. Uh, But, you know, I'll go back to to what FSU's kind of experiencing. You know, they're kind of going through a tough situation, uh, of course, as we know. And uh, Saturday night was just, um, you know, just something that, As a coach, as players, you have to go and figure out, you know, what you can do better to improve the outcome. And, you know, my message to the coaches is, you know, they're going to keep chopping wood, which I know they will, you know, and find the positives out of the negatives. Um, I think that's the toughest part that a lot of people on the outside maybe not realize. Uh, to find you know positive out of negatives but that's what you have to do when you're struggling and you know we we keep a lot of times we keep focusing on that one position which we just got finished talking about how Miami has been galvanized by you know one player in a sense and how he's brought life to the offense um, because you know it was a beautiful thing he he had eight or nine different receivers that he threw the ball to in in the first quarter. Yeah. And that's just impressive. That's one of the things that I know when I was quarterbacking, that's one of the things that I always wanted to do was to spread the ball around. Because when you spread the ball around, whether it's dink or dunk or whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. But when you spread the ball around, that means now they got to play the entire field and they can't load up on one guy. And if you do that, it just opens up the offense immensely from a passing game standpoint, from a running game standpoint. And then if your quarterback can run with the ball and make make plays when they're off schedule, uh, that makes an offense flow uh, even better. And yeah. so that's one of the things, um, you know, Florida State right now, they're trying to figure that position out on how they can get the right production uh, consistently. Um, And then defensively, you know, just getting off the field. I mean, they had numerous times where they were third and long and they couldn't get off the field. Or fourth and short, and they couldn't find a way to get off the field. And so those are things that's been, you know, bugaboos or thorns in the side or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. Florida State the past few years. And I think it's like, you know, we all know and we saw, you know, they will, they have athletes, they have talent. Um, now it's it's all about understanding uh, and bringing back the winning culture. I shared this with someone, you know, winning is just like losing. You know, whenever you're part of a winning culture, you will find ways to win games. And when you're part of a losing, when you're struggling to, to win a game, you'll find ways to lose games. That's a even, great point. Even if you're, even if you're trying. Yeah, so, trying to win the game, you'll find a way to to lose it and, and vice versa. If you are winning a game and you're not playing as well, you will find a way to dig deep to make winning plays whenever you need it. So you know that's that's a a guiding principle for all you know all, all teams.
0: And I think that's so true because when, when just to that same point that you made, losing is contagious. Just like winning is contagious. And 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 it spreads the mentality of losing or the mentality of winning spreads, you know, depending on and 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 it starts usually with someone or something, but but a lot of times it can start with someone with Miami. You're seeing that DJ D'Arra King is a winner and he has a winning mentality and he knows how to lead. So that is you see that throughout the entire the confidence of that throughout the entire team. You're seeing the struggles in Florida State, and 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 the the getting down on you. And let me tell you something, because I was I, I now I have no accolades in football. I was more of a basketball player than I was a football player. But the little time I did spit on the football field, <laughs> the one thing I do remember is that uh, no defense can stay on the field forever. They just cannot stay on the field forever. And if you are constantly putting your defense in a losing situation because your offense can't get going that that is that creates a losing mentality because the defense now does not trust the offense and now they're trying to do too much now they're making they're trying to make plays that aren't there now you're going after that interception now you're trying to get that extra sack just to get off the field just to get a breather i mean it it becomes it becomes essential to that point i just want to get a good breath we've been on the field forever and it and, and that's not good so I'm 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 definitely concerned about the Seminoles, but they played Jacksonville State this weekend. I feel like they could probably get back on track. <laughs> well, see that's the thing,
2: and that's the that's the part that you you expect them to get back on track. Yeah. But the past few years in these types of games, they've allowed teams to kind of hang around just yeah. because of that losing mentality. You know, something. You know, if things going well you're fine, and then all of a sudden you may hit a point where they make a make a run or they make a pass, and they yeah. may score. Yeah. And then the offense comes out and go three and out. And then, like, this snowball effect yeah. uh, happens just because of, you know, just around some negativity. And I know that's one of the things, Coach Norvell has been working. They've been working really hard to try to change that whole mindset and mentality because – I've been on those types of teams as a coach and as a player, and it seeps into your your, your mind and your thought process that, man, we just don't have it. And mm-hmm. now you just find yourself trying to come out of that rut, get the yep. mindset that this is it's going to change. It's going to change. And then all of a sudden, bam, and it's like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, and as much of the good that's, that comes from it, it seems like when something negative happened and starts moving back to what it used to be, you're thinking, man, this is not going to happen. And I just go go back to my my junior year. Um, I had 13 interceptions in four games. I think I've shared this before, mm-hmm. but the defense knew according to practice and all the times that I played, they knew that if they continue to give me the football, that there were going to be some good things that was going to happen from an offensive standpoint. And so the way legacies are built is I struggled mightily, and I put our defense in bad situations, but they also helped us out by keeping the score to where it was manageable. But when it came down to it against Clemson, against Georgia Tech, when the ball was in uh, our court and we needed a play, mm-hmm. we found a way to move the football down the field, Yeah, not just myself, but guys stepping up and making plays, and we found a way to, to score the winning touchdowns at the end. And all that builds confidence. Now, if I can get them the football back consistently, this is what they're capable of doing. Yeah. And that built over the course of that year. And we went on to, you know, start blowing out teams after the Miami game. But I just say that to say, you know, there will be times that you have to step up and make plays when you have opportunities.
0: Well, you that that brings up a great point. When you are uh on a team that's struggling like this, how do you do that? Like, like so. Hey, uh, the running backs, the 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 linebackers, the 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 safeties, the cornerback. How do you do that? Because there are key positions on a football team that can step up and really affect the game in a big way. Uh, how do you take? Is that just innate? Is that is that just you as an individual saying my team needs me to do something? I got to do it. I got to step into this role and make something happen.
2: Uh, well, the the toughest part is you want to make sure that you're doing the things that you are supposed to do. Uh, a lot of times uh, when you're trying to make plays, you may try to go out of your way to make that play instead of doing your assignment to make the play. Right. And so I'm not saying on occasions, if you're a defensive lineman, uh, you don't go inside when you feel like, you know, you can beat the guy inside to get back outside when you have outside Um, contained. um You know, taking a shot, taking an opportunity to, to go for an interception. But more importantly, when plays need to be made that you've made, you need to come up with it. So, yeah. for instance, you know, if you're a guy who drops the interception on a struggling team. Yeah on a struggling defense.
0: Yeah, that's that's that, huge. That's,
2: that's huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. if
2: I make that interception, now I can change the whole, you know, mindset, thought process, the momentum, whatever the case may be at that given time. And so I just think it's something, you know, when you're losing, you have to make sure that you're making all the necessary plays, winning plays, to be able to get yourself out of that rut. Whether it's a pass, you know, dropping a pass, You know, taking a sack when you shouldn't have taken a sack. You know, missing a block for not communicating. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, those things, when you're losing, those things are magnified. Oh,
0: man, they're huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No question. Listen, you're listening to Believe in the ACC. I'm Lloyd Spence. That's Charlie Ward. Uh, Listen, the wait is finally over, guys. Football is back. Matter of fact, football is going on as we speak. Now, you can't be at the game. This year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. And listen, Bet Online is doing big things. Uh, they are killing it right now. That, that that place is on fire. Bet Online. You go over there to BetOnline.ag. You'll see all of the spreads, all the totals, all the team players, coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. You can't go to the casino. So you just got to go to betonline.ag. So head over there today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today. betonline. online, your online sports book experts. Uh, shout out to uh, the noisemakers that are listening on Facebook or watching live on Facebook. Uh, Marco Meadows, appreciate you, brother. Uh called us two legends. He put me right there, but then he followed it up with a roll tie. This is an ACC show, Marco. All right. <laughs> but but I appreciate that, brother. But yeah, so let's jump over to uh some other games here. Uh man, uh an incredible game, and right up until the end, uh, I I thought this one was gonna have a fantastic ending, but the ending was not the great, especially for the University of Louisville. Uh Pitt. Outlasting Louisville twenty-three to twenty, uh, that thing went back and forth most of the day, and uh, Louisville had a chance late in the game. They got a key stop at the end of the game, and uh, just a bad play all the way around. Uh, bad blocking, bad throw by Mikael Cunningham, and 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 Mikael Cunningham was essentially carted off the field, unfortunately uh after that play, and, and I, I have not heard yet what his status is. I know Louisville's off this week, so they may not release, you know, his status uh, this week. I'm not sure that works uh because they don't know, normally do uh, media responsibility in their weeks off, so we may not hear anything uh, for the rest of the week about Mikael Cunningham's status. But give me your impressions, Charlie, of Pitt's performance. Pitt uh, and those guys, man, they, they're defensively – Uh, They played extremely well. They have a solid, solid defense. Really, Louisville only had two really big plays. Uh, The uh, uh, Javion Hawkins breakout run for 75 yards was a massive play. But, listen, after that, they held him in check. I mean, he only had 78 yards for the entire day. So, it was that one play. And then they had the uh, Tutu Atwell touchdown uh, in the game. I think that was in the – second quarter the tutu atwell uh play was in the second quarter i believe so listen other than that Pitt played a phenomenal defensive game so what were your impressions of that game man uh
2: well Pitt is definitely one of those teams we're gonna have to continue to watch uh because they are solid on offense they're solid on defense um and it'll be interesting to see you know how they continue to progress. Um, you know they're doing a doing a great job. I mean they're not blowing teams out outside. No. I mean I, they blew out the first couple. Right, of right, games right, right, right. They but blew out in the first game. Yeah. You know I think it was Austin P or someone. Yeah. Uh, but Syracuse, you know, relatively close, but they ended up pulling away at the end, and then they pulled one out against Louisville, which is a little bit better competition. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how Pitt continues to progress uh, defensively. They're very solid. Um, the, the bookends, uh, their defensive ends are, are pretty good. Pretty good players, man. Um, and they do a good job. Of their schemes as well. Um, you don't know. A lot of times, I didn't know who was coming. Um, you know, sitting there watching them, and you know they do a great job. They understand where they're supposed to be and who they're supposed to be go- covering, and uh, and that's uh, a good sign of coaching. One and two guys understanding their their roles and what their responsibilities and, you know, when you have that type of, uh, you know, continuity, then you can definitely do some great things and they're, they're, they're playing well. Yeah. It's just be interesting to see how they uh, will contend with some of the top tier teams uh, moving
0: forward. Well, I'll tell you what uh, they got NC state, they got Boston college coming up next. And then, October 17th is the Miami game. That will be, I think, the telltale sign. I think it's a strong possibility that those two teams will probably arrive at uh, at that game undefeated. And, man, that, that one's going to be interesting. <laughs> I, thought, I thought
2: Miami had uh, Clemson
0: um,
2: after
0: this week. Does Miami have Clemson after this week? Yes, they do. Oh, so Miami will come with one loss then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you get you said Hurricane. I forgot
0: about that. That's right. The Miami, because I forgot Miami's off this week. Correct. And then it, so I got my weeks messed up. You're right. You're absolutely right. Wow. So Miami will probably oh they play so they play Clemson and Pitt back to back. Yes. Tough couple of weeks. <laughs> Tough couple of weeks, right there. That's they're
2: they're they're actually built for it.
0: Listen, I, I think Miami's going to give Clemson all they can handle. Now, I don't think I don't Clemson is going to blow them out. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I really don't think so. Uh,
2: no, I, I, and and I'll say this, you know, i go on record and say, whenever you have a quarterback like Derek King, he gives you a chance against anyone. And then if you surround him with the players that they've surrounded him with, with the two running backs or three running backs that they have, uh, you know, Knight and Cheney, and I think it's Harris. Um, and their offensive lines is, is serviceable, I mean, they're blocking well. Um, the coach, the, the offensive coordinator, you know, he's dialing up plays, yeah, and, yeah, and they're executing them. And so, I just think you know, they will be able to. I don't know where Clemson is from a defensive standpoint. Offensively, we know where they are.
0: Yeah, but, but, but you're defensively,
2: right. They haven't really been challenged yet.
0: And that's what's going to be interesting because we don't know. We just – it's – I mean, they have not – and I don't – you know, I get why coaches do that, why they schedule the, the, the warm-up game, if you will. I'm just – I – Listen, I think it's but and football is different than basketball, so I'm I'm coming from a different perspective when I say the things I'm saying here. I I like I like going out there and seeing what I got. I just I just think I'm, I'm a fan of that. But it works different in basketball, and you got time to recover in basketball and still get a number one seed, number two seed, number three, number four. Whereas in football, one loss can mean everything. So I get it. I just. I just think it's, it's going to be interesting. You're absolutely right. And Miami is looking more and more like a formidable test for Clemson coming up in a couple of weeks. So we'll see. We'll, we will absolutely see. Uh, Marco Meta said, Pitt has been known to play that smash mouth defense. You're absolutely right. Uh, Chad Major comes along and says, tough schedule. That is – it is. I did – you know, I guess in my head, I saw Miami play the game this week. But you're right. They are off this week. So – um Brute, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they can what they can pull out. Um, I want to repent a little bit, Charlie. I believe it was last Thursday. I said that NC State was a sleeper team, <laughs> 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 or could or could be a sleeper, have sleeper success. <laughs> I want to go ahead and repent on that right now because <laughs> this past weekend, I think NC State fell asleep in, in Georgia and Virginia Tech. Uh, man, I. I I'll be honest with you. I was shocked by that one. I was really shocked by that game. I, I, I thought NC State would have come out and played better. I, I, man, I. What were your thoughts on watching the NC State Virginia Tech game? I really didn't know what to think
2: uh, because we didn't, we hadn't seen Virginia Tech, and then you know for them to have, you know, half of their team missing, stars missing. Half of the coaching staff, you know, uh, especially on the defensive side, you would expect, you know, a different result than what you you got. Uh, But Virginia Tech, kudos uh, to Coach Fuentes and the staff, you know, for, you know, next man up mentality. You know, they went out and and competed hard, played well defensively, um, didn't give up very many points um, offensively. You know, they had uh, what's my man named Burmeister.
0: Yeah, Burmeister. Braxton Burmeister. Boy, that's yeah.
2: a – He's a transfer. Yeah. And so he came in and played well. Um, And, you know – Well, basically... Charlie,
0: just got to cut you off, but, man, that was the thing that shocked me the most. That, <laughs> they're on a third-string quarterback. So you're like, oh, NC State, it's a gift. It's a gift. You got the opportunity. And, no, man, they did not. It did not go well at all. I mean, seventeen nothing after the first quarter. Uh, Thirty, what was it? Thirty-four to ten after the, at halftime. It man, that thing came off the rails fast.
2: Yeah, and so that was, uh, you know, like I said, we hadn't seen Virginia Tech, so it was um, something that we didn't know. It was the unknown. Yeah, and then you know, like you said, it happened half of Team missing and coaches, you expect at least the game to be close.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but those guys, um, that's that's what depth looks like. But one, I mean two, um, them guys like, hey man, this is my time, (laughs) this is my time to get a chance. And so
0: they um, took advantage of it. Yeah. yeah, No.
2: I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity and while I while I have a chance, because I don't know if this chance is going to come again. But if nothing else. I want to make sure I'm in the mix yeah um, when, these, when these guys come
0: back well one thing that uh is clear Virginia Tech has some depth <laughs> they they did not miss a beat uh let's go jump over to I'm so happy to say this I'm so happy to say what I'm about to say Syracuse <laughs> got their win. <laughs> Dino got his win he finally got his win as I predicted that he would uh Georgia Tech man I don't know what to think about Georgia Tech now um uh, 13 to 28 174 yards but four interceptions and listen I get it young player gonna make a lot of mistakes I totally get it but I didn't I didn't expect that one I expected to go that one kind of fell off the rails a little bit as well.
2: Well, you can expect, you know, being young, you're going to have these types of mistakes and these errors. When you start playing young players, uh, you're going to have these types of inconsistencies uh, because after the first week, now that people have film on you, uh, they'll understand and know kind of what weaknesses are. They'll start playing, messing with your mind, you know, games and those types of things at line of scrimmage. And you may see one thing, you may get food. And so, especially, uh, I know Syracuse is a three-man front. Yeah. When you're a three-man front, I mean, there are a lot of games you can play uh, with your middle backers, your outside backers. Right. uh, Who's rushing, who's not rushing, you know, all these trap defenses. And so, if you really hadn't seen it, um, and and you're not mature in your offense and understanding where you want to go and need to go, and then if you get some pressure – you know, that speeds everything else up. And now you're trying to make a decision really, really fast. And that causes uh, some turnover. So I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, I understand what Georgia Tech's going through. And I'm not surprised that they're struggling uh, because they're playing a young, I go back to that position again. They're playing a young guy yeah. who has some success the first game uh, because no one had tape on him, um, and and so you know he was able to get away with some things. even though he had two interceptions in that game, uh, but he came back and played well the second half yeah. of the Florida State game. Uh, but yeah. since that time, you know UCF, uh, now Syracuse, they've kind of found you know found a, a way to be able to, to mess with them. Yeah, And they've had some success, you know, you know, corralling them. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how Georgia Tech, you know, kind of finish out this season. uh, See, because at this time, very similar to Florida State, when you're losing and you're playing young players, you just want to see some hope. Yeah. Like what the future may look like, um, a Mm -hmm. glimmer of hope. um, And, you know, continue to progress each and every week uh, to, to, Make the best of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got uh we got we got an interesting thing going. It's at at, at Georgia Tech right now. Just a young team trying to grow. Got some great performances. Uh, uh, Jeff Sims had, like I said, he had 174 yards, so that's not bad. And then Jameer uh, Gibbs. This was his kind of like his breakout game. He had like 105 uh, yards total on, on 18 uh, catches. So I mean, there's 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 hope there, and you see hopefully they're trending maybe in the right way just it's nice to trend and win that's <laughs> that, you'd like to trend and win and and, then, and these last couple of games have not gone well uh for Georgia Tech another um, interesting game Virginia Virginia you know Ryan floated something out last week he said these teams that have not played yet, Seem to be coming out and playing well, and man, that that trend has not changed. The uh, Virginia hadn't played a game there. The perfect the perfect team to start out that season was Duke, and Duke, uh, just man, Duke's now now to Duke's credit, they started the game fine. They were ten and zero. They came out well, but. Man, it it did not end well. <laughs> it, did, it did not end well. They gave up seventeen points in the second quarter. Now they came back and mm-hmm. and 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 took the lead the third with another ten points. But that last quarter was a disaster. Twenty one straight points by Virginia, and that was the ball game. Uh, Brandon Armstrong, uh, two hundred and sixty nine yards. LaBelle Davis, four for one hundred and one yards. Came. Can you imagine four catches for 101 yards? That's crazy. Um, it just – just they just put it on him. And Lavelle Davis, did you see that catch that he had in the back? Oh, my God. That was fantastic. Uh, Armstrong could not have thrown that ball better if he tried. Uh, just a great throw, a great catch, a great positioning on that catch. Fantastic play by uh, the Cavaliers. So, what are your thoughts on Virginia – uh beating Duke or more so Virginia in their debut game.
2: Uh well I think the Davis kid, Lavelle Davis, is a true freshman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh
2: he's a big tall receiver. He kind I of think is Armstrong a
0: is a sophomore.
2: Armstrong, I think he's a transfer from it's, somewhere.
0: Yeah, he's a transfer sophomore. Yeah, yeah. So and, they got uh, they're young guys, but they got a lot of potential.
2: Yeah, I, I like the way he was throwing the ball around. You know, he, he made some good throws um, and some, you know, some, some plays he missed. Yeah. But he hadn't played, so those things are going to happen. Uh, but I like the way that he used his legs. Um, I didn't expect – I didn't really know much about him. Yeah. But it was good to see him use his legs in the running game, uh, drop back passes. Uh, he made plays, you know, to help his team in that area. Um, he actually throws a nice ball uh, Yeah, like lefty, yeah. and yeah. He throws a nice ball. And what I mean by li- nice ball is, you know, he, he's hitting his targets, um, you know, deep ball throws, yeah. you know, catchable. Um, and you know, of course, like I said, he missed some throws, but for the most part, you could see he knew where he wanted to go to football, uh, whenever and if things didn't go well, he, you know, break the pocket and make something happen with his legs. And those are the things that I look for in a quarterback um on if there's potential. Yeah. Um, you know, and and them making decisions and those types of things and making plays when they're off schedule. So it was uh it was and their defense it was solid. Um,
0: you know, they, oh, were, they forced seven turnovers. Yeah, that they, was those, I mean, that those was...
2: bookends that they have, um I know one of them is Snowden. Uh, yeah. he, he he's a beast <laughs> um, so I, they, I know they played last year um, and they were very effective last year and so they got after you know Chase Bryce he had a struggle again um, uh, struggle I guess that's a tough word but right. I I, they, I mean for him they'll play action faking and then, I mean it's not doing anything Right, no one's really respecting the run game, so they play action fake, and that just buys the rush more time to rush, you know. And I'm like, man, just abort that fake, um, and you know, go and make the throw, wherever that is, give some time to drop back, uh, find your receiver. So, but he struggled. Um, I think one of the other guys, I'm like, I can't remember who it was that came in and played.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Purdue. Yeah. Uh John Suggs, uh appreciate you watching all the noisemakers out there watching today. Uh thoughts on what is wrong with GT? Seems like their defense needs adjustment. You know, that may or may not be true. What's what's weird about that, John, to me, and, and Charlie, I love to hear your thoughts on that as well. It's 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 hard to say a defense needs adjustments when an offense is, is inconsistent. You know what I mean? If an offense is is, is three and out or throwing interceptions, I mean, Sims have four interceptions. So, you know, that's not a defense fault. That's that's the offense not making the plays they need to make. And now the defense has to come back on the field and try to make something happen to get the, you know, to bring balance back to the game. And, and, And you can't, again, you can't keep a defense on the field a long, long time. No defense is conditioned that well. It's just, it's it's just impossible to do. So uh, I don't I don't. It's hard to say. I don't know if it, it, Georgia Tech may be lacking some things in defense, but a lot of it could be fixed with better offense.
2: Yes, and they're in the same boat. I think you know as the teams who who are struggling. Um, yeah, you know there are some small victories but it's not something that's going to help you win games. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, defensively, Georgia Tech, um, you know, they weren't supposed to be good anyway. Right. Um, You know, they looked good against Florida State because Florida State was anemic on offense at one point, you know, the rest, like, second through the fourth quarters. Um, And so they really made – Georgia Tech looked like they were world beaters. But then you come back and play UCF, and it's like, you know, Gabriel torched them.
0: Right, right. You know what
2: I mean? Right. The guys are open. The guys making catches. They're running the football. They're doing whatever they wanted. And so it's not so much sometimes, it's not even about the schemes. It's about, you know, the guys that they have may just may not be good. No, yeah, good enough. I should say not good. Yeah, enough. no, He's no, that's good I, enough. Yeah, uh, it's not good enough.
0: Fight, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, uh, you know, against those other types of guys, and so I think we we looked at Georgia Tech against Florida State, and now that we're seeing what Florida State has been doing over the course of the past, you know, two games, um, then you know, it's a toss up between <laughs> Georgia Tech and Florida State when it comes to, you know. That first game, and plus, right. it was the first game, and it was a competitive game. Uh, so I just think Georgia Tech is who yeah. they are, yeah.
0: I mean, they're they're this good, it's gonna be up to that, yeah.
2: Trying to figure it out,
0: yeah. Uh, John john says, UNC, he thinks UNC will win the ACC. And listen, UNC has a great shot, they they are. A really, really solid team. It looked to be anyway, a solid we just, team. We just
2: gotta get them at a gotta gotta get them at a game.
0: Right, they just gotta play a game. I mean, goodness <laughs> gracious. Uh, I, I did I didn't put this in the log, but I will or, or the show rundown, but I will say Boston College scared me. I thought you because because you I thought that was a you know, no disrespect to Texas State, but I thought that was a gimme game. I really did. And That was not a gimme game. Halftime, it was 14-7 Texas State. Yeah, no. Third quarter, at the end of third quarter, it was 21-14 Texas State. So I'm like. I guess
2: Boston College, they had their honeymoon period last week. I mean, the week before last against Duke.
0: Right, right, right. uh,
2: And then all of a sudden, they couldn't find, you know, what they were supposed to do. But kudos to, uh, to Boston College for finding a way to win the game. I mean, they the they were the able day, to pull it out
0: late, yeah. But yeah, I, at the, end
2: that, of the day, that's that's where it's that's the that's
0: the bottom line. I would imagine there is no uh, solace in Boston College right now for their coaching staff. They're probably going, man, we got to go back to the drawing board because that's that was probably way closer than they expected it to be. All right, so we play this game every week. It's my favorite game. When we say believe in the ACC game, on who? So. Uh, I'm gonna get us some sound effects for that, Charlie. We need some good sound effects or some music or something uh, on that. Who? So let's start at the top, man. Who shined the brightest this week?
2: Well, I'm gonna go with uh, the Miami Hurricanes. My wife, she wanted me to give a shout out to her Miami Hurricanes. Uh, Is she an alum? Yes, she's an alum from.
0: Wait a minute, Charlie. Wait wait a minute. There. Hold on, Charlie. You made a hurricane.
2: Well, beauty
0: doesn't care what school
2: <laughs> go to. Uh, so
0: beauty has nothing to do with school. I, that might be the greatest quote I think I've ever heard. Beauty has nothing to do with school. No. That's good stuff, bro. But uh, stuff. I would
2: go with my wife's Miami Hurricanes for the work. Uh, and the execution and all the things that they did against my Florida State Seminoles. It was embarrassing, yeah. uh, you know, as an alum. But you know, one thing I sat my, I sat and watched, and my daughter was like, Dad, why do you keep watching the game? It's because I wanted to see if Florida State was going to give up or give in. Mm. Um and that's you know, my alma mater, and I just hated it for them. But kudos to Miami, they shine, shine. From the from the job. Uh, and that's what good teams do. You know, they yeah. go out and execute at a high level, and the score dictates that.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think mine who shine the bright shout out to Brady. Uh, uh Brady, I apologize because I may mess his name up. Valier, uh, my, he said he's a Miami fan, and he believes for the rest of the schedule, uh, for us, UNC and Clemson will be the biggest game. You know, I will agree. But I still think that Pitt game is going to be a little more challenging than Miami than they think. It, it that my, Pitt might be the real thing. And actually, I'm going to actually give Pitt the shining, the brightest for me this week. Uh, Miami was the obvious choice. But for Pitt to hang in there with that defense the way they did against a team that normally – listen, Louisville, you got to know, Louisville's been putting up 400, 500, 400 yards a week. So that's not a slouch offense. And by the way – I think Louisville's already played their toughest game. So they may not lose another game the rest of the season if they get Mikhail Cunningham back. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think that Louisville win for Pitt is going to look even better as the season goes on. Um, uh, shout out to John Suggs again. He said Phil Yurk- Yurkovich hit Hunter. I remember, yeah, hit him with a long game-time touchdown. And, uh, yeah, Aaron and- and Boma- Boma- he I can't pronounce his last name, Kick that field goal second with three seconds to play. Uh, That was the way that the um, Boston College game uh, ended. So, um, who, Charlie, who surprised you the most? Who surprised you the most?
2: Uh, Virginia Tech surprised me the most because we knew going in that they were down like 23 players and five coaches. Right mostly on the defensive side and you were expecting them to not play as well against the North Carolina team of course they gave up, North Carolina state gave up a lot of gave a lot of points the, the week before but you were expecting some a better performance uh than the one they had the week before but Virginia tech you know um uh, to me surprised me because i didn't expect them to play that way with guys that we didn't really know, um, and they came out and played very, very well.
0: John says Virginia Tech, but State has zero defense. <laughs> they had enough defense for NC State. <laughs> they, had, they had enough defense for NC State. Uh, my biggest surprise of the week is um, – not, and not in a good way, by the way. It's Boston College. I, I oh, yeah. didn't think they would struggle like that. I really – was very surprised that that game came down to that play. That you know that that kind of situation. I I was really shocked by that. I I didn't think it would happen. I thought they would kind of use that game as a. It, I, I figured they'd be two and zero after the game, but I didn't know it'd be a hard fought two and zero. So Boston College is my is definitely my surprise of the week. Who needs a little work, Charlie? Um, I
2: couldn't really find. One team um, who needed a little work. I mean, there's quite a few teams <laughs> that need a little work. Yeah. Um, you know, Boston College, they need some more some more time. I think to to prove themselves, to be consistent. Um, you know, they probably need a little need a little bit more work um, to get to a level where they compete. Um, I mean, they're middle-of-the-road ACC team at best. They're not going to be playing with, you know, the top-tier team. So, I would say Boston College.
0: Okay. Uh, For me, it's Louisville. Uh, That Uh, defense is allowed – the defense is not horrible. It's not – and I think they proved that this week. They're not horrible. But there's an imbalance on this team between defense and offense. And they've got to figure out a way to complement each other. Um, the, the offense has got to take advantage of the opportunities that it has been given and put these guys with all this ridiculous speed in positions to to be successful. Jay, the, the one breakout run that and Hawkins had, man, he was flying. I mean, he was absolutely flying. And did Tutu Atwell's breakout was a was 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 amazing so they have speed they have ability but for some reason they are just not able to on both sides of the ball put it together and they need a little work i think the bye week for them has come at the right time hopefully it will give them an opportunity to kind of recalibrate and then you know prepare for the rest of this season because they they need a little work they need a little bit of work uh we'll get to john we're gonna get to your random question here in just a second uh who needs Charlie a lot of work? I think uh, you,
2: you know where I'm going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the two teams that
2: played against one another in the first week of the ACZ. Yeah. It's Florida State and Georgia Tech. Yeah. They need, they need a lot of work. Um, they just need to find some form of an identity. Um, and, you know, guys, coaches, I know they're working really hard to find their identity. Um, they're playing some young guys now, you know, just so they can try to see how they can get some sparks going. Um, and you know, I just think they need a lot of work, uh, not so much from a physical standpoint, but as we talked about earlier from a mental standpoint of just trying to get over that hurdle of, you know, here we go again whenever you're not playing well and, you know, you're losing and you may have guys out, you know, you may have a coach out, whatever the case may be, you just feel like you're losing that edge. And I think both of those teams, you know, are teams that need a lot of work, um, mainly from a mental standpoint to be able to help them overcome.
0: Yeah. You know what? I, I could not agree with you more. In fact, you took the words right of my mouth, the Florida state and Georgia tech, are are my and, and I would even lump Duke into that regard as well because Duke Duke is, has has been in games and then it just falls apart in the second half. It's like they they can't they, they have not played a complete game yet. Uh and I think the same thing could be said about Georgia Tech. I think the same thing could be said about Florida State. I don't know if they're they're but more so for Florida State and Georgia Tech, I don't know if their struggle is 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 physical as much as it is mental. They've got to figure out a way to mentally get over the hump and make the plays. Do do as as my basketball coach used to say, do your job. Do your job. Do your job. And if you do your job, I think they're going to find this, they'll, they'll see some uh results change. Uh John asked an interesting question. He said, uh random question these teams AKA UNC they had a game canceled. Do you think it will hold them out of conference championship if no other team has a cancellation. Right now, Notre Dame and Wake Forest got postponed as of right now. I don't think so, John, um, because there's nothing they can do about that. Uh it's, you know, it's all circumstantial right now. I think the uh the powers that be have a minimum in mind of what they need to uh achieve and and if they play that minimum, I think they'll be fine. Um, now teams got to be safe. Teams got to stay safe and they got to do and follow the protocols and the, and the rules that have been set for them to stay safe. But I think as long as teams meet that game minimum, I think they'll be fine. What do you think, Charlie?
2: Yes. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could, pick, I can concur with that. Yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, I'm sure there's a minimum that they have in mind uh, to be able to complete the conference um, schedule. Yeah, And it's out of their control. So it's not like it's something they, they're they controlling uh, or they have control over uh, if a game gets played or not um, in a sense of with the COVID, you know, protocol. So right. um, I hope they don't get left out if they're deserving uh, because of, you know, the games. And then again, you know, there are some teams that have played four games and there are some teams, you know, who may have two games. Right. And so that may be the case, you know, moving forward as the season progresses. but you never know uh, who's going to make it through the whole season without, you know, the protocols catching up with them.
0: Shout out to Jen Sheff, uh, in the ACC sports group. She she's, uh, loves what we're doing here. Uh, Chad Major, Ron Nolan, uh, and then all those who are watching tonight. We, we appreciate each and every one of you uh, in the special groups that are out there that are uh, tuned in, watching us live, record this podcast that uh, is, is on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Or you can go to YouTube, to the Noisemaker uh, media page and watch this as well. Uh, So, um, Charlie, we'll close it like this, man. Um, We got to give our top five. So, Charlie, what is your top five list, sir?
2: Of course, I still got Clemson at the top. Uh, Miami has moved up because they played well,
0: uh,
2: you know, the past two weeks. Uh, Number two.
0: Okay. Then
2: there's uh, UNC. I uh, know they only have one game, but I'm just going to put them up there for <laughs> their sake. Okay, all right. Uh, Pitt, um, who's, you know, played well. They're 3-0, and and, you know, they've won their games.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, they're a solid team. And then, I mean, last but not least out of the group, uh, Virginia. Tech. Virginia, you, oh, sorry. Tech. Gotcha, gotcha. Virginia Tech, gotcha. Um, that's a. It's Virginia, Virginia Tech. You know they both played their first games. They both won their games uh, in somewhat convincing fashion, and, and you know they pulled away. I know Virginia pulled away in the fourth quarter.
0: Right. Virginia
2: Tech was pretty, you know, solid throughout. So those two teams are, you know, they're kind of neck and neck for that field spot.
0: I'm I'm gonna go with Clemson. As as my obviously as my obvious top pick, uh, but I'm actually gonna go Miami uh, for the number two. I, I listen, they made a believer out of me. They made a believer out of me, and uh, and so I'm I'm believing. I, I'm gonna give them that number two. And then North Carolina has not played, so until you you till you play, you you, 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 you for me you move down. So my number three is actually gonna be Pitt. Uh, pitch is at winning, uh, you know, played a tough Louisville team, held on, defense played extremely well. They got the victory. Uh, and then I'll go with North Carolina in the fourth spot, and then followed up by uh, Virginia Tech. I, I also was impressed by Virginia Tech's open, uh, this week. It was really, 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 really impressive.
2: We can we forgot Notre Dame.
0: I'm not changing my top five. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: not changing my top five. They are in the ACC now. They are in the ACC now, and 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 and. But but I would argue that Virginia Tech's opening has looked better than Notre Dame's two games. Okay. I would. I mean, this is my opinion. I. They look really impressive. <laughs> Notre Dame with Ian Book. They, they, they. I, I just have not seen what I need to see to say. Okay, this is a team that can win, a, win an ACC, and dare I say a national championship. I, I don't see it yet. So, um, I we think i We can't
2: throw them out. I, I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect
0: them. I'm, I'm just saying, Charlie, for me. Do you have? Are you gonna put Notre Dame back in? Who are you taking yeah. out? I'll
2: take um, Virginia Tech out.
0: Okay, so you're gonna put Notre Dame in that fifth spot.
2: Yes, I'll put Notre Dame in the fifth spot. I can't, I can't take him out the top five there because they were top two uh, last week. <laughs> I can't take away, man. Five. I just, I guess, out of sight, out of mind. Huh? Out of
0: sight, out of mind. But I, I'll, I'll say this, man. Again, Miami looks the part. They look the part. They're, they're, I, I, was in, I thought their defense was okay. Now I think their defense is really good. Like I, I think they're fast, I think they're physical, and I think they're hungry. They're hungry. So I, I'm I'm gonna go with them. And then pitch defense look good, you know. Yeah. So I'm listen. you know dame, you got a lot to prove coming up here <laughs> <laughs> for me. I'll put no name number six, though. Yeah. I him number six. Top six. I'll make them six. I'll make them six. It's always fun, man. I, I enjoy, enjoy hanging out with you, man, and doing this podcast. Talking ACC football with my guy, Charlie Ward. Uh, Charlie, we will be back on uh, Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday. This will actually air, for those of you who are watching us on Facebook, this will actually air on the podcast network uh, as well as Spotify and iTunes on Tuesday. So this is technically a Tuesday show for them, uh, for those who listen there. But uh, we will be back for live on uh, Wednesday on this page, the Noisemaker page, on Facebook and on YouTube, and then this will air on Thursday on the podcast network. Uh, but Charlie, what are your uh, party uh, before, thoughts
2: before like? you before you um finish before I give final thoughts? We'll give yes, final thoughts. Who are you going to bet online with tonight?
0: Oh,
2: you know, with um, you got uh, Patrick Mahomes, yes, and Lamar Jackson playing tonight, Monday Night Football.
0: I bet, and, who
2: who are you going to bet online? With.
0: man? It, if I gotta put actual money down, I, I, as much as I love, love, love Lamar, I, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I, it, that dude is amazing. He's absolutely amazing. You know, we just did a, we did a, our sports show, the Five, right before this show, and and they, and we asked if you had to start a franchise today. Would you start with Mahomes or would you start with Jackson? You can't go wrong either way. But if you're if you're saying I gotta win, I, I just don't know how you not pick Mahomes, man. But I, I'll, I'll say this, Charlie, and now you, I want to hear your response as well. Mahomes is the first player I ever saw get five hundred million dollars, and the whole world simultaneously said, "That sounds right." <laughs> that
1: sounds, yeah, like, that sounds about right.
2: That, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice uh, check. Uh, that's a nice for check. Lord, for winning the Super Bowl, uh, well worth it for sure. I'm happy for it. Yeah, Lord.
0: absolutely. But
2: I'm, I'm, I'm. It, I'm. It's hard for me to bet against my husband and brother, Lamar Jackson. Ah, okay, okay. For some reason, he's that guy. Uh, that. Is a difference maker. He's 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 no learned question. now. Well, not learned, but he's 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 throwing the ball much better. Make decisions from the passing game perspective, and he has that run factor. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he how he p- continues to progress. But he definitely has Baltimore in the running for a division title and the Super Bowl as yeah. well at some point.
0: Yeah, they they. I think the thing that Baltimore has to learn to do uh, uh, is to stay within themselves, do what you do, and do it to the best of your – do what you do better than everybody does what they do. And and I would not try to get in a shootout with Kansas City because I don't think you win a shootout with that team. Right. But if you – but smash-mouth football, I think the Ravens can win that type of game. Cause, cause they got a bruising running game, and I think they can win the type of game. So it'll be interesting to see. Actually, uh is actually up right now, twenty to ten. So, um, but it's still it's still first half. So a lot of football to be played. And uh, again, Lamar Jackson is for real. So I, I will not. While I would take Patrick Mahomes, I would never bet against Lamar. I love, love Lamar. In fact, Lamar is probably one of my probably my favorite player to watch play uh he's just so exciting man so excited and so humble such a humble kid like he he i know he's got a lot of swag but he's got a lot of humility too like he really wants to be great and he takes the game very seriously yeah i agree yeah Yeah. well man this has been fun i cannot wait to do it again uh so we will link up and do it later on this week on wednesday (laughs) here on facebook and then thursday we'll release the podcast but for those watching we thank you for hanging out with us We appreciate you, and uh, yeah, man, we are going to take a little, what is it, 48-hour break, or 47-hour break. We'll come (laughs) back and do it all over again. Charlie, have a great one, man. Are you do the same? All right, brother.
1: You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook on the Noisemakers page and on YouTube on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms and we will keep taking you inside the ACC.